Hello, my name is Chaplain Barbara Y. Williams. Welcome to Fixin' Grandma Podcast. In today's podcast, Grandma talks about what she has learned while raising 11 children. What what, what have you learned from having 11 children? <laughs> I know that might be a lot, but what, what have you learned? Originally, I wanted to have twins. And then I said, they will be company for each other. But I didn't know I was going to get a surprise as I kept going. <laughs> but to my surprise, I had teenagers and there was something I hadn't noticed about the teenagers until one of my daughters named Michelle came to me and she said, Mother, I said, yes, what is it? She says, I just want you to know that I soon will be 12 teen. And I'm saying, 12 teen? No, that only comes when you become 13. No, I am 12 teen. And then I began to notice <laughs> some of the things I had went through with the older ones, but here, she localized this for me. <laughs> so you go out and you go to school and you come back and you, they open the door and they're talking pleasant, you know, and how are you mother and so forth and they go on. But the next day, when they come in, they slam the door. What, what are you doing? And they don't really want to speak to you. So now, from being calm and regular, all of a sudden, they're on another level and defensive with it. And I don't know why. <laughs> and so then when I tell them no, because in training a kid, if they keep doing something wrong, you really have to show them over and over again how it's done. That they don't like, but if you don't, make them do that, then they won't learn nothing and they'll still do what they've been doing, which is detrimental. So she would go and she would close the door, but she still made a little noise. So that's defiance. So I said, no, go back, open the door and close it like you're supposed to. Finally, she does that. Now the next day, it will be something completely different. This is just with the 12 year old. So one day I was in the elevator and that uh, some mothers and all of us were talking and uh, they said something I hadn't thought of. They said, listen, you haven't lived until you've had a teenager. I said, what? Oh my goodness. This is what's happening <laughs> to me. Why didn't I pay that much attention to the others, you know, that were older than her? And so I began to learn a lot. And listen, as a parent, now you have to adjust. Because then you know, this is what they do 
when they become 12 teen. <laughs> so that is the way all of my children have been teaching me and preparing me so that I know now that all of the kids don't do the same thing. And I used to, when I would have them to come in and pray, I would taught them that just like we were. And then I used to say to the Lord, I'm teaching and training everybody the same way. Lord, why is it that this one does this? And this one does that. And then I had to come to learn about personalities. <laughs> Sometimes when you're, you're, you're looking at a film or a movie and they show you this kid that seems to be, uh, he doesn't control himself and you'll see him, you know, beating the other kids, uh, just continually, you know, doing something to hurt them. And then you'll notice a lot of times that the parent doesn't say anything, but every day, and that kid is doing the same thing, and you're not training that kid otherwise, the biggest thing in having children is training. And that definitely takes time and it takes patience. As long as that parent let that kid uh, go roughshod over all the sisters and brothers, there's your bully. And if you don't tell him that's what he's not supposed to do and make him apologize and then begin to teach him, you can't do that to your sisters and brothers, neither your friends that you're playing with, you know, at school or outside, then that kid, you are uh, encouraging them to stay the way they are. And they don't figure they're doing anything wrong because you never say anything. The kids complain, but you don't say anything. So the parent is responsible in training with the different personalities. And for those that like to fight, this is, this is, this is your home. There's peace here and you are not gonna be fighting like you outside somewhere or whether you're in a boxing ring. That's not what home is. And when you see other people say, well, there's always fighting in my home. Well, the parent for either one didn't train that particular one or didn't deal with that anger. And if they have an excessive amount of anger, you can always go and ask, say, why, is, why does he have this anger? What can I do specifically when I'm dealing with him? But also as a parent and especially a mother, when you're thinking over things like that, you get an answer and you ask, like I said, why God is that one doing this? I'm training, but they're, they're not getting it. But everybody's getting the same thing. So it's the same thing with the teacher in school. All those students do not act the same way. We are not robots. Our kids are not robots. And as we learn to deal with each personality, this prepares us for our community, for wherever else we go. We learn how to deal 
with people of different personalities. And it's not a put down. This is the way you were, what did they say? I was made to be like this. <laughs> so I, I wanted to put that in because I see that they're enforcing it by not saying anything to that kid and not stopping it. And then I don't know how many times you have to explain it, but you keep on or some form of punishment. Well, you have to stay or you can't do this, you know, however you do in the punishment, you know, or you can't go to the movie this week. So you have to start checking your behavior. And so as parents, sometimes we don't realize it, but by now I'm a behaviorist. <laughs> but then there's a lot of excitement too in dealing with kids. So they should have the fun times as well. Now you, um, you I've heard you say that um, you talked about, well, a couple of your children have had um, high energy. So how do, how do like parents with kids with high energy deal, you know, how, how do the parents deal with that? So since you, since you don't have a book that tells you this kid has this, so this is what you should do. Everybody has so many different ways it would be confusing anyway. So you have to learn the kid yourself to know what he's like. So if that cat, kid has so much energy, and it's always to do or take something from somebody else, or, you know, then uh, when you buy kids toys, this is when you begin to watch and see what type of gift that they have in them. And generally, as they're playing with the toys, you can tell, you know, for the kids that are science-minded, you can give them that type of gift and oh, that's wonderful. But the other one, who doesn't have that type of mind, it's boring, then they want to tear it up, you know, ah, because it doesn't fit them. So what is it that they do that will let you know what that gift is in them? And so now you give them, instead of letting them do the wrong all the time and all that energy to hurt everybody else, then there is something that he has a gift, everybody has a gift, everybody has abilities. And so in the watching, you begin to find out. And so then you will get something for that kid that holds their interests. And so there's a lot of fun also in raising the kids. Uh, and you do different things to keep them showing their talents and so that they won't get bored. Now, when a kid gets bored and you think you have to do all the work, something is wrong, parent. <laughs> There's something they like. <laughs> and every kid should have a job according to their age that they do. And you come back to you because they want to go downstairs and play. But did you finish your job? Did you take out the garbage? Did you sweep the floor? You know whatever it is that you gave them. So here is responsibility. And then even in responsibility, you can find, and you'll see one kid can do this better than the other, and the other, it's just a drag, you know? 
And when they get through complaining to you, you feel like it too. <laughs> so you have to do things so that you will stay energized. And when it comes time in the day, and most of your kids are small, do let them take a nap and you take one too. <laughs> because if you don't and you stay up, while they're sleeping, when they wake, they are fresh and energized and you're feeling pooped. Oh, I don't think I could take this anymore. <laughs> so there's a way of balancing, but you're still learning. In our churches, you would have the Easter program and the Christmas program. And all of the kids from teenagers down would have to learn uh, poem and that is uh, very necessary because when they come up before the people all together this is something different it's all right at home but when you have to speak before a crowd and you look out and you see all those people and that's what's so funny sometimes because some of the kids get up and and they can't remember nothing <laughs> <laughs> that fear comes over and then the parent got to say a word, you know, to get them started. But as they do that year by year, then they can come confident before a lot of people and speak. So they're being trained in another area that they don't know they are. So there's the singing and then some kids do art and it's also nice and I used to put up, when they went to school, uh, I used to put up their drawings, but I had to first ask, what is it? <laughs> and, and while I'm putting it up, they say, oh mother, you got it upside down. And I'm saying, I don't know how they know. <laughs> but just for them to look up and say, that's my painting, that instills worth in a kid. And, uh, and then they're encouraged, if the, it's drawing, you know, to keep going in that area. So that's one of their talents. So it's little things like this, you know, but when you got a lot of kids, isn't it good that we only start at one at a time? <laughs> you, <laughs> you get a chance to learn that person. Yes. Thank you for listening to Fixing Grandma podcast.